A line of iron spikes led up the cliff, each driven deep into the grey, lichen-crusted rock. Bryn climbed, slowly, deliberately, a rope around her waist. In the middle of the tail of rope leading away from her, a smaller loop was tied, and another at the end. She slid one loop around a metal spike. Then she climbed a step, took the other loop, and moved it up to the next spike. Another step, another loop, another spike. Step, loop, spike. Step, loop, spike, and the ground receded below. Wind shoved her tearing hair from her amber braid and spreading it across her face. She could have clambered up those spikes as easily as the ladder into the hayloft, but he had told her not to. Wind and rain might loosen the spike, make it come away in her hand. She'd fall. And she'd always done what he'd said, hadn't she? Step, loop, spike. She paused to wipe hair from her forehead. Her palms throbbed heat from the rope and the cold spikes and the stone. Slick sweat gathered under her arms and between her shoulders, but the wind dried her skin. He had taught her to climb, her guardian, ten years ancient. Too young to be father, too old to be sibling. Something in between. Less brother, more demigod, all-knowing and wise. Step, loop, spike. Near the clifftops, where the sky polished the stone, stubborn trees dug gnarled fingers into the rock and shivered in the bitter wind. That was where the eagles nested, tucking branches and grass into sheltered crevices. From the ground, the eagles soared as specks against the clouds. But in their realm... The world flattened to a vast green meadow of forest. Bryn perched on the last of the spikes and dried her hands on the rough weave of her clothing, letting her aching fingers rest. Then, with a thrill, she slipped the loops free. She clung to the cliffside, heart pounding, knowing only the strength of her fingers kept her from plummeting. Moving between tree roots and rock outcroppings, she edged sideways along the cliff. They had followed this path before, 
only then her rope had been tied to his waist. If he had fallen, he would have taken her with him. But she had never been afraid, never believed his lithe, tan hands could lose their grip. Beyond a gnarled tree with its leaves torn away by the wind, an eagle's nest lay tucked against the rock. Bryn pulled herself into the twisted branches, wedging herself there. The setting eagle squawked in surprise, and with a flurry of brown and white feathers, launched out of the nest. Her wings fanned to catch the open air, and the wind whisked her away. There in the nest, half buried in brush and lichen and tattered feathers, lay two pale oblongs, brown specked and shining. Don't touch the eggs. Disturb the nest and they might not come back. He was behind her, solid against her back, his breath warm on the side of her face. Bryn felt the tug as he tightened the rope connecting them. But the wind slashed with cold fingers, reminding her she was alone, and she leaned back against crumbling rock. The rope hung loose around her shoulders. She leaned forward into the nest and took an egg, hot and slick, freshly laid in her hand. It would hatch a blind, helpless chick, opening a hungry mouth to the sky. He had brought her to see them once, after they'd hatched and their knobby wings started to sprout patchy bunches of feathers. She'll push them right out of the nest, he said. Otherwise, they don't know they can fly. The egg sat hot in her aching palm, but cooling. Now that she held the forbidden thing, she didn't know what to do with it. Eat it? Crack it open? She might find a bloody mess inside, a half-grown chick brought into the world too soon, and the thought made her sick. The eagle landed on a nearby branch, ruffling in the wind, and watched with an accusing yellow eye. What if they don't know how to fly? She asked, the wind stinging her face, stinging her eyes. What if they can't? But the eagle sat and brooded. Gingerly, Bryn set the egg back in the nest. That fragile thing, hidden away in the sky in its bed of sticks. She wrapped her hand around a branch and leaned out into nothing. Felt the wind push her, felt her stomach lurch and protest. Below, a thin band of road wound through the forest. It was the road he had followed, away to the horizon and not looking back. I have to go, 
he had said, his eyes trying to tell her things she didn't understand. He had hugged her, pulling her against his shirt that smelled like comfort during thunderstorms or after skinned knees, like a boy with a man bleeding through his pores. She had scowled after him, not caring what was at the other end of the road, only knowing it led away from her. Bryn looked to the horizon, searching for whatever had called him, knowing he wouldn't be looking back. He had left her a half-feathered fledgling in the nest, an egg without its shell. She pulled herself back to the cliff and climbed to the spikes leading downward, the sheer descent to earth. She had dreamed of falling, of the wind stealing the air from her lungs, carrying her faster and faster, tumbling until she gasped awake, heart pounding, unsure if she was terrified of the landing or exhilarated by the fall. Never free climb. His hand had pulled her face to look at him, his fingers tight on her cheeks. I mean it. And she had always done what he said. She coiled the rope over her shoulder. Her foot found the spike, her fingers the rock. The wind rattled the trees as she descended. If she fell, she fell alone. Today's episode of Tiny Tales was written and narrated by R.E. Rule. Music and production by Frank Narat. If you enjoy our show, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Join us on Patreon for as little as $1 per month to gain exclusive access to the Tiny Tales soundtracks. Visit us at tinytalespodcast.com for details. Thanks for listening.